At the Nova Scotia-New Brunswick line, tensions turned up to 11 as the main highway between the two provinces continues to be blocked by dozens of protesters. They're mad over continuing COVID restrictions set by Nova Scotia on folks from New Brunswick. Nearly $560,000 in federal COVID cash is going to telehealth services in New Hampshire. In New York City's Democratic primary for mayor, Eric Adams is a fragile lead as the city witnesses its first ranked choice election. And a benefit concert Saturday for one of our fellow Northeast Vermont broadcasters. No uncomfortable humidity at all today. 62 in St. Johnsbury at the noon hour. I'm Bob Welch. Bob's World is next. You can help save a life. See someone unconscious, not breathing? Call 911 for the paramedics. Start CPR and ask for the automated external defibrillator. Toronto EMS has 1,400 AEDs in public places like TTC subway stations and community centres. Help a paramedic save a life. I'm really happy to talk to you today. Thanks to EMS, I'm here. Find out more at torontoems.ca so I could play sports and see my friends without having to worry about anything. I'm ready for concerts to be back and just have a life again. So I can actually eat pizza at my favorite pizza place. Because I'm ready to travel again. So that I can sit on the couch, read my granddaughter books, and hug her when there's a happy ending. We each have our own reason for why we're getting vaccinated against COVID-19. What will yours be? Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org for information on the COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. This is Bob's World, Wednesday, June 23rd, 2021. Good afternoon, I'm Bob Welch. Here's what's happening at midday. The main highway between Nova Scotia and New Brunswick has been closed for more than 12 hours now, blocked by dozens of protesters demonstrating against regulations, restrictions that require travelers from New Brunswick to self-isolate upon arrival in Nova Scotia. Pat McDougall of Halifax was on the phone with CBC Radio this morning. He says he's been stranded in his car since last night, waiting in a line on the Trans-Canada Highway to get into Nova Scotia. He tells CBC Radio's Halifax Morning Show, I'm extremely exhausted. I have no food and no water. He's been trying to sleep at night in the front seat of his car, but taking a nap can run its risk because what happens if the traffic decides to start moving again and he misses his chance to get out? The Nova Scotia government announced yesterday afternoon that travelers from New Brunswick will continue to have to self-isolate upon arrival. It's a decision that came less than 24 hours before Nova Scotia opened itself to people from Prince Edward Island and Newfoundland and Labrador without isolation or testing requirements. Nova Scotia has for months required most travelers to quarantine for 14 days when they arrive in the province after applying for entry online. People must then present documentation when they get to Nova Scotia showing they've been approved for entry. People traveling from New Brunswick, including Nova Scotians returning from that province, can enter Nova Scotia for any reason but will have isolation and testing requirements based on their vaccination status. New Brunswick had initially been included in Nova Scotia's reopening plans today for travelers in the Atlantic region announced little more than a week ago. Nova Scotia Premier Ian Rankin's last-minute reversal has angered many people in the Maritimes who had eagerly anticipated being able to freely go back and forth 
between New Brunswick and Nova Scotia. Rankin said the decision was prompted by New Brunswick allowing Canadian travelers from outside the Atlantic region last week without the requirement they self-isolate, provided they have at least one shot of a COVID vaccine. It is the only Atlantic Canadian province to do so. New Hampshire's congressional delegation says nearly $560,000 in federal COVID relief funds is going to a health care provider to expand access to telehealth services to veterans and low-income patients. The money is going to the Mental Health Center of Greater Manchester. Veterans and low-income patients with mental health conditions and substance abuse disorders make up more than half of the center's 11,000 patients. The funding was provided through the COVID-19 legislation passed in December. More than 99,000 people have tested positive for the virus in New Hampshire, including 25 cases announced today. One recent death was reported, bringing the total to 1,368. The seven-day rolling average of daily new cases in New Hampshire decreased over the past two weeks, going from 25 new cases a day on June 7th to 24 per day on Monday. Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams appears to have taken a fragile lead in New York City's crowded Democratic mayoral primary. They had the vote yesterday, but it could be weeks before it becomes clear who is actually on top in the city's first major contest to use ranked choice voting. As ballot counting began yesterday, Adams led Sanitation Commissioner Catherine Garcia and Attorney Maya Wiley but the winner was far from certain. There are still many absentee ballots to be counted in the coming weeks. Guardian Angels founder Curtis Lewa won the Republican mayoral primary. Now the Bob's World four-day forecast for Northeast Vermont, Northern New Hampshire, and Southern Quebec. Today is a mix of clouds and sun with a high of 69. Clear tonight, low 43. Tomorrow, warmer, up to 80. Tomorrow night, clear skies down to 50. Friday, intervals of clouds and sun with a high around 80. Saturday, cloudy with a stray shower or thunderstorm possible with a high of 84. Sunday, showers in the morning, then cloudy in the afternoon with a high of 86 degrees. And looking around the region at 126, we have Montreal, mostly cloudy, 65. Boston, partly sunny, 68. Midtown Manhattan reporting sunny and 72. Ogdensburg along the St. Lawrence Valley, 66 and partly sunny. Mostly cloudy in Bangor, 68 degrees. Hartford, sunny skies, 72. Chatham, Cape Cod, sunny, 66. Springfield, the Pioneer Valley of Massachusetts, partly sunny at 72. Berlin, New Hampshire, mostly cloudy, 64. Kent Corners in Putnam County, New York, reporting mostly sunny skies and 69 there. Halifax, the same number of 69, but mostly cloudy skies. 65, partly sunny in St. John, New Brunswick. Eastport, Maine, partly sunny, 62. Rockland is a mostly cloudy... The cat got in the way. Mostly cloudy, 68 in Rockland in Midcoast, Maine. And the last number from our temperature roundup is 69, mostly cloudy in Old Orchard Beach. The big number in St. Johnsbury right now is 65 under mostly cloudy. At 1.30, the air quality very good, uh, no real uh, dew point or humidity to speak of. The wind out of the northwest at 6 miles an hour, the barometric pressure 
12.1 inches of mercury. Again, 65 going up to 69 today under partly sunny skies. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that our daughters have what they need to grow and learn. But that isn't the case for nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. that struggle with hunger. Childhood hunger is a heartbreaking reality that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and provides it to families and children in need. You can help kids in need in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Amine. Sometimes starting a conversation with a friend about mental health can feel awkward, but your support can make a huge difference. You know your friends best, so if you feel like something's wrong, trust your instinct and reach out. Learn how to start the conversation at SeizeTheAwkward.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and the Jed Foundation. One of our friends in broadcasting in Northeast Vermont, Devaney Choquette, has been having an awful time of it, uh, having undergone a bone marrow transplant over the past few months. And while she has been as strong as strong can be through all of it and has uh, just gotten home, in fact, the bills will be arriving home soon as well. The inevitable next thing. And another of our radio friends in Northeast Vermont, Todd Pronto, has stepped forward and has organized a benefit concert in Barton, Vermont, on Saturday at the Barton Fairgrounds with gate proceeds going to our friend Devaney. And Todd Pronto joined me on the phone earlier. Uh, thanks for allowing me to give you a bit of a megaphone for this, as we both know our schedules are tight. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I'm, back, yeah. I'm back on the air. Yeah, <laughs> on a podcast anyway. It was on the internet. Uh, you know, on, on top of organizing this, you are a musician in your own right, playing guitar. So you're not only organizing this concert, you're also in it. Uh, tell yeah. us what's going on on Saturday at the Barton Fairgrounds that you've organized. Oh man, well it's going to be. Uh, I like to say now that um, the restrictions have mostly been lifted um, across the state of Vermont anyway. Um, it's the first big party um, of the year <laughs> is what I like to say. Um, we, we are doing a benefit concert for Devaney, um, who, as you just said, had a, had a bone marrow transplant and um, bills have certainly been piling up. And when we originally started talking about it, we we didn't know what was going to happen as far as gathering guidelines went, or if we if we could do it inside or if people could come. But we we knew we didn't want to do it virtually because we wanted people to gather to show their support for Devaney. So we chose the Barton Fairgrounds because there's plenty of room. And um, at the time that we planned it, we were allowed to have 900 people outside. Now um, we can do more than that. So I, I would be ecstatic if 900 people came, but uh, we're calling it Concert for Devaney. There is a act that starts from one to two in the beer tent. That's kind of like a happy hour, I guess. 
And then at 2 p.m., we have five bands that are going to be on the main stage playing right up until just before 9 o'clock at night. And at 9 o'clock, we just have the summer solstice, so it probably will not be dark enough to do the fireworks at 9 o'clock. But shortly thereafter, at dusk, when it gets dark enough, uh, we'll cap the night off with fireworks. And there's going to be food vendors there. Uh, I mentioned there was going to be a beer and wine tent. And there's also going to be um, silent auction. There is a, a grill up for auction that you can buy a ticket for and win a grill that comes with some Delmonico steaks, not cooked. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, what else? There's another thing. There's a trunk. There's a trunk that you can buy a key for, and if it unlocks the trunk, you get to keep everything in it. And um, so, and basically, uh, all of the money that is raised from the ticket sales, the auctions, the um, uh, the trunk, the grill, all of that money is going to Devney and, and, and some of the food vendors are going to give a percentage of their proceeds. So if, if you're coming in to the concert and you want to support Devney, uh, you absolutely will be supporting Devney and I'm, I'm real excited for it. So you, I think I got everything. Yeah. Yeah. You, you've, you've been uh, working on planning all of this and getting together all of these people to be in one place at the same time. That seems like an uh, yeah. awful lot of phone calls. How long have you been working on this? Oh my, uh, not long enough. No, <laughs> uh, we've been working on it for a couple of months. Um, the the tough part about it was we didn't know what sort of restrictions we were going to have to um, contend with, so we started talking about it back in February. Um, once, uh, once the end of March started coming near, we decided we probably could pull it off. And then in May, it became clear enough that we'd at least be able to do it outside. So it really, um, has come together in the last three weeks because we started probably mid May, um, drafting the idea, but, um, we were really just waiting to see if we if we could do it and thankfully um we can do it outside and uh um yeah so i i guess the the short answer is about a month and a half <laughs> yeah and i know i noticed <laughs> which is fairly quick i think you got a number of area businesses on board uh, with you too for this to help out so so you know we can yeah. shout out to them if if you like i'm sure they'd appreciate it but yeah, let me. I got I got a list on my computer. Um, yeah, so um, for the love of food, is a catering business, and they're also doing the beer tent. So they've been a massive help um, with putting everything together. Uh, Hayes Ford, uh, Conley Country Real Estate, Big Bear Real Estate, Jim Campbell Real Estate, the Orleans County Board of Realtors, um, all got together. Uh, E.M. Brown is helping out. J- JPC Card is uh, helping out. They did a lot of prep work. Uh, the, the stage is all brand new at the Barton Fairgrounds, by the way. Um, wow. This will be the f- the first. They moved the stage to the center and back. 
so there's more room now for demolition derbies and horse pulls and monster trucks at the actual Orleans County Fair. So we're breaking in the stage. So, uh, yeah, JPC card did all of that. Um, uh, Jason Racine donated the tent. We've got uh, Juddy Septic that's bringing down some porta potties. We've got oh, there's so many people. I, I know I know I'm gonna like forget something, but I do have a list. Well, we've given um, we, we've given a, you know a, a slice of the fact that an awful yeah, those, lot of people are behind you. Those and, are the main. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and we hired a professional sound company too, so uh, it's going to sound amazing. You know. Oh, that's good. That's good. And and tell me, yeah. uh, tell us a little bit about Devony. I mean, she she was always wor- always seemed to be working at either the sister station when I was in St. Johnsbury at WSDJ or the competition yep. when she was on the air in Central Vermont and I was at WDEV. How long have you <laughs> worked with? How long have you known her? How long have you worked with her? Boy, I, I started working with her in probably 2008. Um, I was I was doing a, a morning show by myself, and she came in to – she's always been like a champion of community events, and she was on the planning committee for the Real Life for Life at the time, and she came in onto my morning show to talk about the Real Life for Life and her energy and her spunk and her enthusiasm was just immediately apparent. And pretty much from that day on, she started being a regular guest and then the radio station just hired her. And so we did a morning show together from like 2000, uh, 2009 to 2013. Nah, I might be wrong with yeah, the 2013, something like that. Cause I remember when, uh, one of our sister stations uh, uh, at WDEV, we wound up acquiring a station in Rutland, and that had been owned by Nassau, which had owned yeah. WYKE. And so those those two transactions kind of went down around the same time. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember the actual. I probably was way off of the years, but Devney and I did a morning show together for about, for about seven or eight years um and and then she continued on i i we were bought out again and the morning show was was um changed and so we actually both left but she stayed working for the company that acquired Uh uh, great eastern radio i think so she's been um she's been on the air in west lebanon and she's been on the air in the Barry Montpelier area and, and and the whole time she would always come up to the Northeast kingdom for events. So like she was living in West Lebanon and we'd have a penguin plunge, let's say event. And she would drive up for it and just be helping out that day. Like she, even though she lived two hours away, she was always up in the community that she was born and raised in. And, uh, and that's another reason we picked the Barton Fairgrounds too. Is she was she grew up in that area. So, um, yeah, Devony is like the the local celebrity of the area, and everybody knows who she is. And you don't even have to say her last name. She's like Madonna or Cher. She's just Devony. Yeah, she is. I mean, <laughs> she's got the infectious energy that uh, you had mentioned. Oh, I mean, yeah. it comes through. It comes through. 
over the air, which is the only thing that matters in radio, but it, it comes through, right. you know, you, you know immediately this person, if this person were to walk in the room, the place would light up because she just stepped in. Yeah. So, again, yeah. it's... Uh, yeah, and the, and the short of what happened to her is, is she was born with a blood disease ooh. where her body does not make red blood cells. So her entire life, she has had to have blood transfusions or she's had to be on medication to assist with this, which, you know, there is, is tough and, and could only go on for so long. So the bone marrow transplant that she underwent a couple months ago uh, fixes this. However, the recovery period is they basically killed off her immune system. So she's been very restricted to the hospital and now to her home. And um, yeah, like I'd... you said, the hospital bills are just piling yeah. up. The, the amazing part is she was born with this um, blood disease, so she's never known what it's like to not have it. And when she completes her recovery, she will probably feel better than she's ever felt in her whole life, which means we're probably going to get a Devney with even more energy. Can the can the world ha- is the world ready for a Devony with more energy? Well, that that will be a good thing, obviously. But <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> uh, we we lo- we lo- we love her. We care about her, and and uh, that was uh, uh, one of the big reasons that I got you on here and and to talk about so this. Happy. And uh, to recap, it is this upcoming Saturday, the twenty sixth. Uh, starting uh, kind of at one and moving on uh, uh, at the uh, Barton Fairgrounds up here in Vermont. Uh, fireworks yeah. at dusk, whenever dusk is. Uh, and and how do we get yeah. tickets? How do we get tickets? Um, well, there uh, the the absolute best way to do it is to buy it um, the day of at the gate. Okay. Um, the tick the tickets are only ten dollars. They're a wristband, so if All you right. want to come in the morning and then you want to you know, drop the kids off for the evening with a babysitter and come back. You know, you, once you get that bracelet, you're good to go. The reason I say it's it's best to do it uh, is because then Devony will get all of that money. You can buy them online if you search for the event on Facebook called um, uh, Concert for Devony. There is a link uh, where you can pre-buy the tickets with your debit card online. However, when you do that, there is a processing fee. So oh, yes. it's not a lot. It, it's nothing that we can control. It's something we use Square. And um, it, it's something like, I think every time somebody buys a ticket with their debit card for $10, I think $9.43 is deposited into the account. So if you want the, the absolute full amount to go to Devaney, um by the day of, but the great thing about the tickets too, is if, if you just want to support it, but you can't come, you can buy five or six tickets online and that money will just, you know, yeah. go right to Devon. So yeah. those are the yeah. two main, main ways to buy them. All right. Uh, Todd Pronto, organizer of the concert for Devity in Barton, Vermont at the fairgrounds yeah. on Saturday. Uh, thank you, Todd, for coming on today. Thank, thank you so much for the help and promoting this. And uh, it, it means a lot that, the event means a lot to me, so um, to have your help to spread the word to as many folks as possible means a, means a lot as well, and I hope to see a lot of you there. 
And Todd Prado joined us by telephone from Northeast Vermont. Hi, I'm Greg Peterson of the Peterson Farm Brothers. If you've seen our videos, you know we're proud to be farmers. Farming can be dangerous. Never assume location or depth of underground utilities or pipelines. Before you start any work on your farm, call 811 or visit clickbeforeyoudig.com to have underground lines located. It only takes a minute and can save your life. Never assume the location or depth of underground lines. Always call 811 or visit clickbeforeyoudig.com before you start work. A message from the Pipeline Operators for Ag Safety Campaign. This is a public service announcement test from TakeMeFishing.org to determine if you need a fishing license and boat registration before heading out on the water. Let us begin. Are you a bear? Do you have a beak? Do you have plumage? Please tell me you answered no, which means you need to get a fishing license and have your boat registered because it helps local conservation efforts protect the very natural resources you enjoy boating and fishing in for generations to come. Do your part at TakeMeFishing.org. This is Wednesday, June 23rd, day number 174 of 2021, with 191 days left on the year. Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas is 73, American Idol. Ex-Judge Randy Jackson, 65, rocker Steve Shelley of Sonic Youth, 59, writer-director Joss Whedon, 57, R&B singer Chico DeBarge, 51, Jason Mraz, 44, and Football Hall of Famer Lananian Tomlinson is 42, and rock singer Katie Tunstall is 46. Here is her 2004 tune where the Scottish... Rocker first uh, kind of got her claim to fame in North America audiences anyway. Black Horse and a Cherry Tree. Two, three, four. Well, my heart knows it better than I know myself, so I'm gonna let it do all the talking. Ooh. Across a place in the middle of nowhere with a big black horse and a cherry tree. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I felt a little fear upon my back. I said, Don't look back, just keep on walking. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And the big black horse said, Look this way. He said, Hey, Landy, will you marry me? Ooh, ooh, ooh. But I said, No. For me. Ooh. And my heart hit a problem in the early hours, so I stopped it dead for a beat or two. Ooh. Ooh. But I cut some cord and I shouldn't have done it, and it won't forgive me after all these years. Ooh. Ooh. So I sent it to a place in the middle of nowhere with a big black horse and a cherry tree. Ooh. Now I won't come back cause it's all so happy And now I got a hold for the world to see yeah. Ooh. Ooh. And it said no, 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 
and Black Horse and the Cherry Tree from 2004 on Bob's World on this date in history this June 23rd in 1888. Abolitionist Frederick Douglass received one vote from the Kentucky delegation at the Republican convention in Chicago, effectively making him the first black candidate to have his name placed in nomination for U.S. president. The nomination went to Benjamin Harrison. 1904, President Theodore Roosevelt was nominated for a second term of office at the Republican National Convention in Chicago. 1931, aviators uh, Willie Post and Harold Gatty took off from New York on a round-the-world flight that lasted eight days, 15 hours. 1947, the Senate joined the House in overriding President Harry Truman's veto of the Taft-Hartley Act designed to limit the power of organized labor. 1956, Gamal Abdel Nasser was elected president of Egypt. Warren Burger was sworn in as Chief Justice of the United States Supreme Court in this state in 1969 by the man he was succeeding, Earl Warren. 1972, President Richard Nixon signed Title IX, barring discrimination on the basis of sex for any education program or activity receiving federal financial assistance. On the same day, Nixon and White House Chief of Staff H.R. Haldeman discussed using the CIA to obstruct the FBI's Watergate investigation. The revelation of the tape recording of that conversation sparked Nixon's resignation two years later. In 1985, all 329 people aboard an Air India Boeing 747 were killed when the plane crashed into the Atlantic Ocean near Ireland because of a bomb authorities believe was planted by Sikh separatists. James E. Hansen a climatologist at the Goddard Institute for Space Studies in 1988 told a Senate panel that global warming of the Earth caused by the greenhouse effect was a reality. 1993, it was a case that drew widespread attention. Lorena Bobbitt of Prince William County, Virginia, sexually mutilated her husband John after he'd allegedly raped her. John Bobbitt was later acquitted of marital sexual assault. Lorena Bobbitt was later acquitted of malicious wounding by reason of insanity. 1995, Dr. Jonas Salk, the medical pioneer who developed the first vaccine to halt the crippling rampage of polio, died in La Jolla, California, age 80. 
1997 civil rights activist Betty Shabazz, the widow of Malcolm X, died in New York of burns suffered in a fire set by her 12-year-old grandson. She was 64. Malcolm Shabazz pleaded guilty to arson and other charges and was placed in juvenile detention. 2009 Tonight Show sidekick Egg McMahon died in Los Angeles at age 86. You've been listening to Bob's World on this Wednesday, June the 23rd. One more show on the weekday format, and that is tomorrow. After which, we're taking a break and returning July 7 on a weekly format through July. Are there thoughts you'd like to share? Call the Talkback Machine at 802-467-0212. Just leave your name and town uh, on the voicemail, uh, and we'll get you on here. I'm also on Twitter at Bob Welch, N-E-N-Y. On this date in 1989, musician George Michael received the Silver Clef Award for Outstanding Achievements to British Music, and we will leave you with George Michael's 1987 song that hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 and stayed number one for four weeks, and according to Billboard magazine, was the number one single of the year, 1988. It also hit number one in Canada and Australia. This is George Michael's faith. I'm Bob Welch. Good luck and be well.
Cause I gotta have faith. Ooh, I gotta have faith. 